Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our third episode of the Freedom to Coach podcast. In this episode, Gemma and I are going to be talking about the importance of having a marketing plan for your coaching business. So Gemma, I'm going to let you, as a marketing expert, jump in straight away and just give us a few reasons. I've got plenty to add later on, but just give us a few reasons why, from a marketer's perspective, a marketing plan is so important to any business, not just coaches. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, first of all, the entire purpose of a marketing plan is is to have a set plan in place, right? And its overall idea is how you can sell your thing to your people. And if it's not put in place, if it's not decided ahead of time, then you're not going to have any form of structure to follow. And, Mm. you know... I guess rather than, you know, assuming that, you know, my product, my service is for everyone, it's not, right? So it gets you very clear on who you're speaking to, who you're targeting, where to find them and how to find them in, you know, within a six-month or one-year period that you've decided I'm going to target this person and I'm going to do it you know, X, Y, Z for six months, you know, so you're not putting a little bit of a promo over here. You're not saying some random things over here. You're not doing a Facebook ad for no reason. You're not trying to do things rushed. It's properly planned and you know exactly what you're doing for the next six months. And the purpose of that, even if none of it works within the six months, you've got an exact, you know, you can look backwards and see, okay, let's evaluate everything. This worked, but these three things didn't. What can I change here? How can I fix this? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I think what you've said is really important um, just to reiterate the, the two main things that you said. So basically it's about being more focused in your efforts. So you're not doing a little bit here, a little bit there, you know who you're talking to, you know how you're going to talk to them, you know what you're going to say, and you know what you're trying to sell them. So you're not trying to sell them 16 things at once. You've got a definite plan in mind of how you want your um, prospect or lead to move through their relationship with you. So how you're going to first get them in, how you're then going to convert them um, to a, a tripwire, if that's what you've got, or how you're going to sell them to your core offer. So just to elaborate a bit in case people don't aren't familiar with the terms I've just used. So a tripwire is generally what you use or a lead magnet. Let's start back at the beginning. A lead magnet is generally something free that you give someone in exchange for their email address. If you're not giving them something in exchange, you are much less likely to get an email address out of someone. So that's a lead magnet. It can be anything. It can be a downloadable cheat sheet or um, a video, or you could do something a bit more um, 
structured and a bit meatier, like a free mini course, something like that. But it's something that's going to attract their attention. It's something that's relevant to what you do and who you serve. And it's something that they can get access to straight away. So that's a lead magnet. The next thing that comes along is a tripwire. And a tripwire is that thing that gets people to first spend money with you. So it's generally a lower priced item from your core offer, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, And it can be a little chunk of your core offer. So say, for example, um, your core offer is a big, meaty, six-month-long e-learning course or, you know, a, a course of some description. Your tripwire could be one unit of that where it's a specific unit on a specific topic. It's it's all encompassing in that one unit, like it makes sense as a standalone course and people can purchase that at a much reduced price. Um, So it just sort of gets your foot in the door or gets them to part with their first dollars with you. That then brings us to the core offer, which is what you really want your prospect or your lead to do. So it's what you really want them to buy, what you really want them to invest in. So it might be one-on-one coaching, um, you know, for a specific period of time. It might be um, an online course, anything like that. So they're, they're those marketing terms explained for you. So basically the marketing plan helps you to focus all your efforts and focus everything in the one direction leading to getting people to purchase your core offer. And I've worked with clients who haven't had a marketing plan in place. And so their social media has been a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of the other. They've often tried to sell different things all at once, which can confuse your lead. If you're offering them all these different things, it's like people like to be told what to do next or like to be guided down a path. So if you're really clear on where you want them to go, the path you're guiding them down, that makes it much easier to move them along through your sales funnel. For me, having worked with clients that don't have a marketing plan, the biggest bonus that I have found is that everyone's more organized. You know, you know what's coming up and you can plan for it and you can put whatever you need in place long before it's ready to be used. So everyone knows what's happening. There's plenty of time to review copy to make sure that there's no mistakes and to test everything to make sure email marketing funnels or all of that sort of thing works. So it really provides freedom in that respect because there's no last minute rushing around, trying to pull something together, making mistakes. That's not going to give your clients a good experience. That's really not going to do anything for your client journey. You want everything to be organized, clear, and just on track across your team if you're working with the team or even for yourself if it's just you. That way you know and you can plan your content for the next six months or 12 months. So there's no last minute, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to say when you're trying to put together your socials. Oh, absolutely. And the point I love there is about the testing and, you know, the the backend tech side of it because, you know, putting together copy and then putting them into an email 
chain and funnel and automation and all of that. And if you're connecting it through to, you know, Facebook ads and then you're connecting it to sync up to your website and sync up to your social medias and then sync through to, you know, a purchasing platform and all of the things, that's a whole lot of automation, a whole lot of tech. And let me tell you, it will not work every single time for the first time. It just won't. Absolutely. <laughs> it won't. No. Uh, and, you know, I am the tech and automation person and it won't. It's like you need, it It really is. It's like all marketing. I think you told me this, Gemma. Marketing is always just testing and trying again and testing and trying again and testing and trying again. And it's the same with setting up your tech and automation. Like, and in doing it too, if you've got a longer lead time, if you've got more time to work it out, you can often come up with better ideas. Okay, that worked well, but totally. this might work better. And then you've got the time to try it out. So again, it's all about creating the best experience that you can for moving the people along the sales journey that you want them to. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, like you said before, you know, it's so important not to react to something you know so you may think oh this is a great idea let's do this idea tomorrow you know without the proper planning without everything but it's like you know if you were to put an ad in a newspaper it's not common at all at all for clients or customers to just jump on this ad and buy the thing you know it's Mm. not how it works it used to work that way you know 50 years ago right you know when the new vacuum was out and things like that but it just doesn't work that way anymore so it's not a matter of you know slapping up a few facebook ads and that's it you know it it, it, it's about a full client journey and you need those touch points so like when you were speaking about you know the lead magnet and the tripwire and all of those things it's it's a whole journey and that having that marketing plan in place is all of that journey from taking your new consumers, customers, clients, whatever you want to call them through the process in a planned way, you know, and it's, it's just so important. And on the, you know, flip side of that, again, with the tech, that stuff, it takes time to put Mm. the systems in place and test them, see if they're working, you know, and they may work once and they may fail, you know, something may go wrong the next day, but that's part of the process and that's okay. You know, it's just so important not to rush those, those things. And as well, if you've got copy and bits and pieces of things everywhere, if you want to change, you know, two lines, it may be a matter of changing the first two lines of the copy in order for it to work if you've got stuff everywhere you're not going to know what's what and you're not going to know if if you've planned a specific campaign for say this month for example you've planned it ahead of time you know what's there you know what the copy says you know the automation in place you know if something's at fault easier to find it if you're focused on that and you know, if you're, you've had some feedback or whatever and you think, oh, hang on, let's just change these two opening lines. In that, that could be everything that swings an entire campaign, right? Mm. And if you're focused on that one thing, 
then you, you, you're going to be able to make some changes, just those small changes, because like you just said, it's testing. Everything mm. has to be tested and you can't test 10 things at once. You can have A, yeah. B testing, you know, test this one against that one. And I suggest you do do that, see which one's working, go with the one that's, you know, getting more traction. And then you can make small changes within that one, you know, but it's all about the testing. So if, if you're thinking, oh, I've got this marketing plan, it's all in place and nothing's working, you know, you change one thing, see what happens. Change another thing and see what happens. You know, it's it really is all about testing. And mm. if you're giving up, ahead of time you're not going to see what works and it, it is especially if you're a new coach and a new business you know there's going to be a lot of things to test it's going to take time it's going to take planning and you know don't give up like keep at it because marketing it really is about testing you know it's mm -hmm. not it's not a hundred percent like this is my marketing plan this is what's going to work unfortunately marketing doesn't work like that <laughs> You know, it's not a scientific formula that, you know, 6 a.m., the sun's going to come up, end of story. doesn't work like that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and something you just said then too about the giving up. I think if you've got a marketing plan in place, like your six-month, 12-month marketing plan, then you're a lot less likely to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, oh, this isn't working. If, if you didn't have that longer-term plan in place, you might be more inclined to just go, it, it's a failure, I'm not doing it anymore, and then you desperately try and find the next thing. Oh, well, I'm going to do this instead, and it might be a complete pivot. And that's not, that's not going to work well for you because in situations like that, then you tend to panic and you tend to rush and you tend to do all of the things that we've just said are not helpful. Um, which, you know, it again brings you around to not getting towards the goal that you want and not being able to evaluate your efforts and see what's working. And, you know, Gemma, um, Gemma mentioned touch points earlier. And can you just talk a bit more as to what touch points are, Gem? Yeah, for sure. Um, touch points is all of the time you will speak to a client before they become a client so you know you may have exchanged their email address so that could be your first touch point so right I've got their email this person is you know x person I've got their first name their email address cool so that would be you know touch point one and then you send a welcome email to them like would be touch point two and then you've you've sent them, you know, your first freebie, right? You know, a downloadable, something like that. That's touch point three. So you can keep going in that journey and you could have exchanged information with them nine times before you've even spoken to them yet. Mm. But it's all about nurturing, right? You know, and they haven't unsubscribed from you. You know, with analytics and with data tracking, you can see that they are engaging with you, they are opening emails, that, you know, they have looked at your website, they may have gone in and, you know, downloaded a free course you have. So it's all of those touch points, you know, that you're nurturing them and you're getting to know them. But they haven't exchanged money with you yet. 
Mm. That's the importance of these early stages of marketing plan. And that's what it's all about. Because again, like you said earlier, Meg, it's not anymore, you know, it, it, it just doesn't work of, you know, someone becoming a client without that exchange. You know, you need to exchange something with them. You need to be giving them this value. You know, maybe yeah. they're listening to your podcast. Maybe they're doing other things. Maybe they're liking your posts. You know, there's so many touch points, but you need to be giving that value to them before, you know, they're going to actually spend money with you. And then it's most likely going to be a tripwire, right? That smaller priced item. But then you've got it, you've got that structure in place to, you know, to be speaking to them, to know you've got that six month, one year structure in place of this is how I'm going to get this client from, you know, A to B after the touch points, you know, mm. and that is, it's so normal. It is so normal. It's just how it works. You may have 16 exchanges with someone until they actually make a purchase. Mm. It's a very different world now. You know, it, it, it unfortunately it doesn't really work of someone walking into a shop and buying something straight away. You know, it doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, it's a very different world. Yeah. And the whole point of the, the touch points really is to help build the know, like and trust factor with the lead or potential client. So, you know, they get to know you, they get to know who you are and what you're about. They get to like you. They like the content that you're talking about. They find it relevant to them in their lives. And then that develops into trust. And that's the important part. That's where they, they trust that if they give you money, that they're going to receive value um, useful value in return and that's that point of it is where it's really useful to also use client testimonials and that sort of thing get a bit of social proof behind you whether you're adding that sort of thing into your social media or into your email marketing funnel or if you're inviting people into a Facebook group if you're getting current or previous clients to you know, talk about something in a Facebook group, something that they learnt from you. So it's helping to build the trust so they know that you're the person that when they give you their money, they're going to get what they want and what they need and what they expect in return, that you're not going to leave them high and dry. Um, one other thing that you mentioned too, Gem, the A-B testing. Can you talk a bit more as to what that is and how that works and all the different forms that that can take? All the different forms? <laughs> Some of the different forms. So say Facebook ads, for example. Yeah, if we're looking at A-B testing of ads, um, you know, and again, even within that side of promotion, it can get quite difficult or quite complex. But what I mean by A, B is, is two options, right? So you've got option A, you've got option B. That may, option A may be two different types of copy with two different types of images or videos. And option B may be two different types of copy and two different types of videos or images. So now you're there with, you know, eight different types of testing ads. But you, you put them in, you know, I guess two buckets, 
you know, so you've got four over here and four over there. And what I mean by A and B is you've got bucket A, bucket B, and you test which ones are working. Option, uh, you know, A out of A with option A of image, you know, so you test a copy with an image and you test another copy with an image, then you swap them and you're gathering all this information of which ones are getting the most traction. And that, that's what I mean by A-B testing. It's testing two completely different types, but targeting the exact same people and mm. what you're promoting at the time. So you're gathering all this information to see what's working and what's not. But you're not just going in there with one option. You're already going in with a few different options and you're doing some swapping around and you're seeing which ones work. So after, you know, it, it depends on um, your audience size and everything, but it can be after a couple of days or after a week, right? Let's get rid of these ones. Let's keep going with these two. And then you may swap those ones and see which bits and pieces are working. So it's testing everything to sort of find which one's working the most and then yeah. going with that one. So what you ideally want to end up with is the picture, like the image or the video that people are loving the most and res that is resonating the most with your target audience with the copy or the words that are resonating the most. So that's like that's the ultimate winning ad. Yeah, for sure. Visuals and the words that are really capturing the interest and the interaction of the people that you're after, the people that you're targeting. Yeah, and if you really sort of think about what, you know, marketing is and, and what it means, I mean, this, the internet is just, I guess, inundated with various definitions of marketing, right? But if you really think about it, you know, it's successfully communicating the value of your product, you know, to your target audience, right? But in order to successfully do that, you do need to test and see you know, which one of those communications is the most successful. And that that's really what it's about. So it's, it's so in, important to just think about it, you know, how am I showing the value of my product, my service, my offer to my target audience? You know, are they coming to me? Am I successfully showing them you know how much they need this okay if i'm not how can i fix that how can i change that because you know the value in your coaching you know what it does you know how it changes lives you know all of that so are you communicating that successfully mm, exactly hmm. you know and it, it it's it's so important and it's not just about selling your thing you know it's really not it, it's about for coaches it's about helping people yeah so it's it's you need to do it in a way that you're showing them the value so they're coming back to you right but it's really about increasing your awareness to the right people and it's not just about sales you know it's not just about making the money like you were saying earlier Mick it's all about building that trust you know with that new person with the new target audience building their trust and and all of that and and you know building a relationship and then you know it once you're saying the right 
things and you're really showing the the value in what you're offering it will come back to you right mm. but it it's not going to take five minutes right and this is why you need that plan in place and i one thing i'd like to mention here too is that when when it comes to marketing you don't have to be heavily salesy like there's no reason to be you know buy now do all this sort of thing it's more important to be and i know this is a word that people can get very <laughs> funny about but it's really important to be authentic to be you to you know you're not trying to hard sell hard sell people you're trying to build the know like and trust factor so that people understand how your coaching is going to change their lives because that's what you authentically believe it will do because that's why you do it. I know a lot of coaches are like, oh, I, I don't do the marketing thing. I hate marketing. It's too salesy. No, it's not. If you're doing it right, it's not at all. You're actually constantly providing value to your leads or your prospects. So they feel like they are getting value from you before they've even spent the money or before they've signed on to your course or core offer? Oh, absolutely, you know, and and I guess marketing, it, it's there to help your business, you know, and, and I know mm. so many people, I guess being a marketer myself, and I love it, but <laughs> I know it can feel extremely overwhelming, but if you think of it in a way of, yeah, you know, like what Mick just said, it, it's about helping people mm. and you want to help more people. So then think of marketing in a way of, you know, what are my clients' needs? You know, what do they need? How can I meet those needs? How can I help my target audience? You know, how can I help them understand the value of what I'm doing will help them? You know, and it's not being salesy, it's not being pushy, it's not being buy the thing now. You are genuinely there to make a difference in your clients' lives. So, you know, have that structure in place, have the plan in place, don't react and willy-nilly things because it's not going to benefit you and it's not going to benefit your clients either. Mm. You know, so if you really want to make a difference, then have that structure you know, in place so you can figure out what works, what doesn't and find the right way to help them. Yeah. And the, the thing that I keep trying to push home with this is if you've got a longer-term marketing plan in place, you're not doing the knee-jerk reaction stuff, which is stressful. It's very stressful. You're not doing the last-minute tweaks and changes like that for you as a coach, it's really important. We all know it's really important to take care of ourselves, to do self-care, to not work ourselves into the ground, especially when we're starting to build our coaching businesses. So it it is just so important to have the longer-term game plan so that it, the effort is spread out over time and you're not, you know, you're not working all weekend and staying up till midnight for five nights in a row, trying to get it ready for your launch, trying to get everything ready for your launch 
because you've made a decision a month ago that you were going to do it and you're just trying to fit everything in. Like that is not going to be of benefit to you. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be tired. And then you're not going to deliver for the people that you do have clients. If you're stressed and tired and worrying about other things, you're not going to be able to hold space for the clients that you do have. And, you know, if you're having um, discovery calls or whatever with new potential clients, you're not going to be all there for those either because you're going to have these other worries and concerns moving in the back of your head. And, you know, that that's something that Gemma and I are always really mindful of in helping coaches with their businesses. It's like you want to be, you need to be well rested. You need to take care of yourself. And that needs to be part of your business plan and part of your marketing plan not just something that's, you know, oh, we're coaches, we all know this should happen, but, you know, we don't really do it. (laughs) Yeah, building on that, you know, speaking of, I guess, measuring marketing plans, there's other parts of your business you you can measure, right, at the end of that six months. So, you know, what's worked and what hasn't worked from, you know, reaching your clients. What about, you know, income? You know, are, are you making what it is that you planned on making, um, you know, freedom. Like, just mm. what, what, you know, how are you spending that time? You know, has this six-month marketing plan allowed you the downtime you needed? Has it allowed you the space to speak with your clients, to be there for your clients, right? There's there's so many things you can be measuring as, as well, you know, and then, you know, have you made impact in your clients lives you know that there's so many parts of your business that a full marketing plan in place will help you with it will give Mm -hmm. you more time it will save you more time right it will it it will save you money as well because you're you've within the plan you've got set budgets you know so you're not trying to do things quickly last minute you're not losing money here because you're busy doing something else it's all in place it's all properly set out you know so it yeah. really it's going to save you time it's going to save you money it's, it's going mm. to help you build the business that you want that that you know why did you go into your coaching business in the first place you know it's going to help you stick to your plan as well as your plan for your clients Mm. And what Gemma just mentioned about saving you money, you know, I've, I've often seen clients or coaches who will throw money at a problem to try and fix it. You know, they've done everything last minute and they will just throw money at it to try and get other people to fix it. Whereas, again, if you've got your plan, if you know what you're doing, if you, you've planned it all out, then you don't need to do that. There's not that need there to blow money to try and get other people to come in and fix things that you could have done yourself if you'd allowed yourself the time or your team could have done but now because it's the last minute they don't have the time to do it so you have to bring someone else in so that's just another thing I wanted to reiterate there so Jem I think we've really hit home with the importance of having a marketing plan Do you want to talk just briefly on what makes up a marketing plan? I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but just to help our listeners really understand what makes up a marketing plan. 
what a marketing plan might look like? Sure. So, it, now it doesn't have to be something you know that that's crazy and in depth. And you know, you've got a marketing plan, you've got a business plan, right? They are two separate things, but they do also very much go together. Absolutely. You know, because the marketing is without it, you're not going to have a business, right? Mm-hmm. You, it, it, as much as your business plan is is your business plan, the marketing is interacting and getting your clients. So without that, there is no coaching business, right? <laughs> your marketing so, plan is what brings the money into your yeah. business. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're a new coach starting out, what you want to do is, is look at, you know, all areas in which you plan to, you know, interact and and source your clients and find your clients and speak to your clients you know so are we looking at social media email marketing and say facebook ads for example and you know it's planning from there you know for six months what am i going to do organically so that means you know not spending money so it could be a plan of you know um posting on Instagram and Facebook three days a week, a video once a week, right? And that's how you're going to engage and that's all set in the plan. Then there may be, you know, I'm going to do an email newsletter once a week. So you put that in the plan and it's all there. So you know what's coming up, you know, and that's your organic, your free marketing. And then you move into your paid, you know, so what am I going to spend on ads? X amount, break it up over the six months and then from there break it up into you know specific campaigns I want to promote this offer this month I want to do um you know and then decide how you're going to promote that so are you going to offer a free course you know a five-day challenge are you going to have uh you know four webinars and then you put that in place you know so January I'm going to do this and then February I'm doing this March and April will be this. And then, you know, uh, May and June will be getting people into my big course or big program or big offering or or whatever it is. So it's choosing your platforms that you're going to promote on and please keep it simple. Do not try and be on every single social media platform. Do not Mm. try and be everywhere because... It it, it 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 doesn't work and it's yep. too overwhelming. So my suggestion yeah. is to choose, you know, two social platforms to focus on, and then you know one paid avenue to really boost yourself out there, and then you plan it. You you break it down in budget. You break it down month per month. What you're going to focus on, what you're going to promote, and then yeah, you break it down platform by platform. So it all there and if you put that time in to create that plan it's there in place so you don't need to worry you you by spending that time on creating that you've created more time for yourself over that next six months Mm. and what what you really need to do is first of all you've got to work out what it's like it's basically goal setting what Mm -hmm. is the big thing that you want to achieve is it you want to have 30 people 
in your new course. You know, you can start small, you could start big. You want to have 300 people in your new course by the end of six months or 12 months. And then how do you plan on getting there? What are some ideas to get you towards that goal? And then they're the things that become the steps in the plan that Gemma just spoke about, you know, well, this month I'm going to try this. Next month I'm going to try that. The next month I'm going to try that. You plan it out so you know what's coming up next, so you know what you're working towards. So when you've set up, for example, May's projects, when that's all ready and, you know, all set up and ready to go and scheduled, then you can start working on June's. If June's is actually quite easy for you to get in place, once you've got that done, then you're working on July. So you can, you know what's coming up. You know what the next thing is that you've got to work on. You're not finishing one and then going, oh, what am I going to do next? You know what the plan is. You keep working ahead to the deadlines that are coming up and you know what your overall goal is. And then, as Jim said, once you get to the end of, say, a quarter or a six-month period, if you're doing a 12-month plan, then you look back and you go, okay, this worked really well. This was a flop. Well, for the next half of my plan or for my next plan, I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to do less of that because it didn't work. So, you know, again, I know I'm coming back to, why it's important, but this is why. It's so you can really get down to what works well for you and your target market and your business. Absolutely. And I I love the idea of thinking of it as, as your goal, right? So, you know, at the end of six months, I want, you know, to have X, Y, Z, like Mick said, and then, you know, start with your goal in mind and work backwards, mm. you know, so how am I going to get to this goal, you know, and plan it backwards and then it, you'll find that that plan, it falls into place like so much easier if you're planning it with the end goal in mind and all the steps that you're going to take in order to get to that end goal and, you know, Put it in an Excel spreadsheet, do it month by month, have it there in front of you, write it on a big piece of paper on your wall. It doesn't matter how you want to plan it or structure it, you know, the, the visual side, that's up to you. But, you know, have the end goal in mind, plan it backwards, do it month by month, keep it simple. Don't try and plan everything at once. Yeah. Right. And always remember that marketing is a learning experience. It's try, fail, learn, try, fail, learn. And, you know, this is something that's been told to me right from when I very first started my business by someone who was a, you know, a very successful professional marketer. No one, even the marketers that, you know, work in these massive agencies, it's not a win or lose type situation. Marketing is constantly try, fail, learn. You are never going to hit on the secret formula that is then going to work for all eternity because everything constantly changes. You know, Facebook algorithms change, technology changes. You know, we didn't have Facebook ads 10 years ago. So naturally what you did 10 years ago isn't going to work now. 
So it's just remember that it's constantly trying, failing, learning, and trying again. Absolutely, coaches. And as a coach, you know that's what it's all about. So please plan out your marketing strategy. Have a plan in place and and don't give up. Try, fail, try, fail, keep going because you will find what's working and it will work for a while, but as anything else, it, you'll evolve it into something else. It will change because technology changes, people changes, platforms, everything changes, right? So just try, fail, try, fail, test, test, and try again and keep going. But have it all in a plan and have it all in place if you want more time and more freedom in your coaching business. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.